Jim Boys, Girls, Mel Hubbard here for your Elon Daily this Wednesday, April 24th. So I'm going to talk more about the event, uh, the exciting event, the autonomous event that I got a little bit excited about yesterday. But first, let's do some letters because I haven't done uh, many letters on the show yet. First one's from Michael Young who said, look, like a lot of people, I listen in my Model 3 via TuneIn, so I can't go and rate your podcast and do all that stupid stuff. So find some other way to monetize your podcast, you idiot. Uh, Thank you, Michael. He didn't really say that. It was very nice. Um, Another one here from Norm Reichman. Mel, uh, you were talking about having a Model 3 in a big city rideshare, uh, how is your car going to charge itself? Well, actually, in the show, they talked about it. You know, um, back in the day, there was this autonomous snakey snake that would come up and autonomously open up the uh, latch and pop in, and nobody would have to do that. And actually, at the event, Elon himself said, that is a really easy thing to do because, you know, it's a fixed latch, and the snakey snake can look at it and know where it is. And so they plan, obviously, on deploying a lot of these at the supercharger network. I can't wait to see those autonomous snaky snakes out in the real world. But that's the way you get it done. Otherwise, you're going to have to have a human to plug them in. Joel Sapp, yeah, Joel Sapp, who is the president of the Talking Tesla Black Caucus, says he loved that I talked about uh, Tiger Woods and he spent most of the day watching The Masters and glad that uh, I was having fun too. Look, it's just, the dude is amazing. Incredible. Powell, Stephen Ramsden, Says great podcasts. Uh, he loves them. He wants me to do some sort of videoing of my Powerwall, and I can do that. And actually, that's why I want to go back and put all this stuff under Talking Tesla because running different Twitter accounts and Facebook and all that is a bit too much. The audio actually is pretty easy to do. It's all the other stuff. Yeah, I'll do that for you. It's pretty fun. I got to tell you, it's addictive. It's absolutely addictive to watch the solar uh, energy coming down and the power wall getting charged up and energy going into the house. And then when you've got too much, it's going up into the grid or you plug in your car, it's going in there and you watch it and you just, I'm obsessed by it. I have an obsessive compulsive disorder, but I'm watching it all the time. So I'm going to look at it right now for you. You know, the other interesting thing that just happened. So on your app, if you have a car, it'll show up on your app. If you have a power wall, it'll show up on your app. You have two cars, three cars, 10 cars, it'll show up on your app. And I also have a number of different sort of solar installations at my house over the years. One of them is from Tesla. It's interesting that this morning I woke up and there's a new thing on my phone, and this was never there before, which is just my Tesla solar energy production. I'd never had it before, and now it just sort of magically turned up. I don't know why. They came to uh, look at the the solar panels a couple of days ago, so maybe they flipped a switch. So that's pretty cool. But I'm going to switch to the product, which is the Powerwall. And here it is. Right now, I've got three power walls, and they're 100% full. And then you can press on this thing called Power Flow. And right now, I'm making 4.5 kilowatts of solar energy. And it's late in the afternoon. It's like 5 o'clock in the afternoon. And 3.7 of those kilowatts are going into the grid. And 0.7 is going into the house. None is going into the power wall because it is full. And they have these dots that go down and show the flow of the electrons. Look, I'm just saying it's an obsessive compulsive dream. And Stephen, I will get around to posting some of those videos on the Talking Tesla Twitter. Michael Young. Uh, so he says, I'm sure you're going to discuss the new lease option for Model 3. One thing I'm noticing now is that the new owners are not really early adopters. We are now turning the corner of the buyers on the car. Not sure if you've noticed this. With the new lease lease option, everybody gets autopilot. Your thoughts? Uh, 
And finally, have you tried Enhanced Auto Summon much? So let me start with that last one. No, I haven't used Enhanced Auto Summon at all yet. I don't know why. I'm a little bit scared of it, frankly. It's one of those uh, weird things. I need to take it to an open air, and there's one, there's a high school across uh, the road from me. So I'm going to take it over there this weekend, actually, and do a little bit of uh, enhanced auto summoning and see how it works and hope it doesn't go careening off and, you know, in through somebody's front window. So I will do that. And yes, we are definitely changing from the early adopters and the geeks like you and I to people who just want a good car. I talk to these people a lot, and it's amazing how little they know about their cars. They've just gotten them. And your job when you're at the supercharger is to make friends with people and sort of instruct them how everything works because some people really, really have no idea, even though they have one of the cars. And I guess they'll learn fast. But I love the idea that Autopilot is now basically in every single car. I think it should be. If it's as safe as uh, Elon says it is, then that's great. I, you know, I've said before on the show, I don't actually believe that. I don't think it's a randomized trial, but uh, it's getting better all the time. And we heard from Elon yesterday that these leases uh, for a Model 3, you'll do a three-year lease, but you don't get to have the option of buying the car at the end, which is usual, normal, standard. Now they're going to keep those cars and they're going to put them on the robo network. So uh, thanks, Michael. One of the things I wanted to see with the autonomous driving event, of course, was to see the cars driving autonomously. It's one thing to talk about, you know, uh, we've got the greatest uh, autonomous uh, technology in the world and we're going to crush it and it's all going to be fantastic. But I wanted to see the cars driving. Well, Tesla has released another one of these videos showing a car from sort of looking out the front window. You can see the center console. You can see that there's a gentleman there who's ready to take over and it's driving fully autonomously and it goes from uh, sort of a country road and it stops at a stop sign and it turns and it goes onto a freeway and it turns and it goes and there are cars. And these videos are interesting, but to me, they are best case scenario, right? Because no doubt this car has driven that a million times and has learnt it. But the thing that you can't correct for is that there are other cars and people and strange things going on and it appears to deal with it very, very well. And the reason that I've been looking all over the internet, like, shoot, give me some video. Somebody who was there at the event, where's your video? And they had non-disclosure agreements. They were told, please do not post any video or we'll, you know, smack you upside the head. But there was one uh, gentleman here who described the experience and he said it was pretty, pretty, pretty good. And his name is Hamid. Shoujai. I don't know how to pronounce it. He basically described the full self-driving experience in a series of tweets. And he said, look, they went about 10 miles fully autonomously and said, look, Tesla is light years, light years ahead. So that's the one report that I've read so far from people who are actually there. I'm hoping that more will be out in the next few days of people saying, how good was it? Obviously, they don't want to have video and stuff of that yet. This is still early days, and this is not stuff that's been tested by millions of miles. This is their latest, greatest software, which you know needs to do a lot of training. That's the big thing about what they talked about. The fact that when they get this into lots and lots of cars, it'll be able to train and exponentially get better. So the last thing you want is to show off your new self-driving software in the car, and the car does something silly. That's upsetting. So I understand why they locked that down, but I do want to hear from people who are there just how good is it. But this video, you can go on to Teslarati. They've got a great video of that Tesla-generated video of them driving around in a Model 3, and it looks impressive, although we've seen these from other car manufacturers, and just because you can do it on a video that's been edited, no doubt, um, doesn't mean that uh, it's as good as it looks, but it does look good. And I should say this, I'm having a little interesting dilemma. So if you, I go on to iTunes and I read some of the comments, the last comment I got was, okay, this is a really interesting show and there's some good information, but this guy seems like he's a short seller because he really gives Tesla a hard time a lot. 
And it's funny because I got a lot of comments after yesterday's show saying, boy, you're such a fanboy about this stuff. I was like, if I say anything good about Tesla, I'm a fanboy. If I say anything bad, I'm a hater. Let me just tell you, this show is all about the love and the hate. But let me be very clear. Again, I'm going to say this over and over and over and over again. Tesla needs to succeed. Companies like Tesla needs to succeed. I am a fanboy in that I I bought a number of Teslas and I bought their solar and I bought their powers because I want them to succeed. And that's the best way that those of us who have a little extra income can help out is by buying their products. They must succeed. In that sense, I am more than a fan. I'm like desperately, desperately hope that they are an incredibly successful company because I need them to help us with the problem that is occurring in the world. And it's bad. And in fact, I'll give you a media pick right now. If you want sort of a really good, but also fairly depressing book to listen to or read, I listen to books. I don't read anymore. What am I, an animal? So uh, the book is called, I'm just pulling it up here on my Audible account, Falter. It's by Bill McKibben, who I've been following for years. He's been an environmentalist and an activist for a long time. And so it's a really good book. It's very dispassionate. He just goes through all the stuff, the bad stuff that's happening. And uh, when you have it laid out like this in a very dispassionate way, like, oh my gosh, we've got some serious trouble. It's not without um, hope, though, because we can solve a lot of the problems. I mean, we have two far down the road to solve many of the things, even if we went to zero carbon tomorrow. But there is hope amongst what is a fairly depressing read. But uh, if you want a good book to read or listen to, go listen to Falter by Bill McKibben. All right. So I said I would add in a little the man himself, little Elon from yesterday's event. And so here it is now. This is him going through all the things people said that uh, I couldn't possibly do. And I did them. And then he ends with, here's the things that you're going to see by next year. And after that, I'll have a few closing comments. I have taken out some of the longer pauses and some of the ums and ahs just to make it a little easier to listen to. He's not the greatest speaker, but we don't care. He's got the best brain. You know, way back when we created the company, we said we'd build the Tesla Roadster. They said it was impossible and that, and that even if we did build it, nobody would buy it. Universal opinion was that building an electric car was extremely dumb and would fail. I agree with them that probability of failure was high, but, but that this was important. So we built the Tesla Roadster, got it into production in 2008, um, and shipping that car. It's now a collector's item. Then so we built a more affordable car with the, the Model S. We did that. Um, again, we were told that's impossible. Um, I was called a fraud and a liar, and it was not going to happen. This is all untrue. Okay, famous last words. Now is we, we, we went into production with the Model S, in 2012, uh, exceeded all expectations. There is still, in 2019, no car that can compete with the Model S of 2012. It's seven years later. Still waiting. <laughs> a, an affordable car. Maybe highly affordable. It's affordable, more affordable, uh, with, with the Model 3. We built the Model 3. We're in production. Um, I said we'd get over 5,000 cars a week for Model 3. Uh, at this point, 5,000 cars a week is, is a walk in the park for us. It's not even hard. So we do large-scale solar, which we did through the Solar City acquisition, um, and that we develop and deploy the solar roof, um, which is going really well. We're now on version three of the solar tile roof, uh, and we expect to spool up production of the solar tile roof significantly later this year. I, I have it on my, on my house, and it's great. And I said we'd make the uh, power wall and the power pack, and we made the Powerwall and Powerpack. In fact, the, the Powerpack is, um, 
now deployed in massive grid-scale utility systems around the world, um, in, including the, the, the largest operating battery projects in the world, uh, above 100 megawatts. Um, and in the next, or probably by next, in the next year, two years at the most, we expect to have a gigawatt-scale battery project uh, completed. So all these things, I said we'd do them. We did it. So we'd do it. We did it. We're going to do the robo-taxi thing, too. Only criticism, and it's a fair one, and sometimes I'm not on time. <laughs> but I get it done, and the Tesla team gets it done. So what we're going to do this year uh, is we're going to reach uh, combined production of 10,000 a week between SX and 3. feel very confident about that. Uh, and we feel very confident about being feature complete with self-driving. Um, Next year, we'll expand the product line with Model Y and Semi, uh, and we expect to have the first operating robo-taxis next year with no one in them next year. It's always difficult to... Like, when, when things are on an exponential, at, at an exponential rate of improvement, it's, it's, it's very difficult to kind of wrap one's mind around it because we're used to extrapolating on a linear basis. But when you've got massive amounts of... of like, as the hardware... Uh, massive amounts of hardware on the road, the, 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 the cumulative data is increasing exponentially. The software is getting better at an exponential rate. I feel very confident in predicting uh, autonomous robo-taxis for Tesla next year. Not in, all not in all jurisdictions, because we won't have regulatory approval everywhere, but I, I, I'm confident we'll have at least regulatory approval somewhere literally next year. So any customer will be able to add or remove their car to the Tesla network, so we expect this to operate um, it's similar, it's sort of like a combination of maybe the Uber and Airbnb model. So if you own the car, you can add or subtract it to the Tesla network, and Tesla would uh, take uh, 25 or 30% of the revenue. Um, and, uh, and then in places where there aren't enough people sharing their cars, we would just have dedicated uh, Tesla vehicles. But when you use the car, we'll show you our ride-sharing app. So you'll be able, able to summon the car from the parking lot get in and go for a drive. It's really simple. So you just take the same Tesla app that you currently have, we'll just, do an, we'll just update the app and add a summon, summon Tesla or, or commit your car to the fleet. So it's either summon, summon your car or add, summon a Tesla or add, your, add or subtract your car to the fleet. You'll be able to do that from your phone. So when he lays it out like that, it does seem pretty impressive. All of the stuff that they've done, it's Pretty unbelievable, and now robo-cabs next year? Is it going to happen? We'll see. Maybe he's going to be off on the timeline, but I do not doubt that it is going to happen. But if it happens next year, absolutely incredible. Does that make me a fanboy? Probably. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my name's Mel Herbert. The show is Elon Daly. It will be moving soon over to Talking Tesla, but I'll let you know about that soon. Herbert out. Bye for now.